Jen Silbernagel. Wayne's trying to tell us in the green room here something about, I, I can't even figure it out. He's like, no, you guys don't remember? No. <laughs> Do you remember MASH? No. Do you remember no. MASH? Yeah. <laughs> nice. How are you today? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Really good. Yeah, we got a good show uh, in store for today. Uh, we reached out to one of our top producers, Wayne Clements. We'll tell you all about Wayne. And I thought it was really cool. Uh, the more I get to be around Wayne, the more my mind expands for a good thing, not a bad thing. That's a good thing. So um, yeah, lots of good stuff. And as always, some good topics today. We're going to talk about um, preemptive offers, seller's direction, and... Uh, is it worth still having an online presence? I'm going to give you a clue. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's roll the intro. All right, Jen. Lots of good stuff happening today. What's going on in your coaching world over the last uh, couple of weeks? What's kind of been the hot topics there? Ooh, um, I mean, mainly offers, multiple offers. Are we doing them? Are we not doing them? How do we handle them? You know, agents getting upset about, you know, how what's happening with offers and different pockets and uh, different markets, right? Seeing those micro markets start to really show up now as the market starts to change a little bit. So, you know, navigating those conversations and then, of course, lead gen, lead gen, lead gen, lead gen all day long. Right. That's always our our number one topic. So, yeah, that I would say that's the main thing we're seeing right now is just that. How do I price my property? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you kind of landed on lead gen because that's um, that's our guest in, in a nutshell. And yes. and when I was talking with Wayne yesterday, uh, we, we kind of talked about how, you know, Everyone has their niche, meaning their go-to lead gen. And we're going to talk to Wayne on how he had to pivot into something different. And he's been able to see his business get back to the level that uh, he's quite comfortable and very proud of and continues to grow. So uh, without further ado, we should probably bring on this fine young man, uh, Mr. Wayne yes. Clements. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Uh, good, good, good. So, yeah, we have Wayne Clements. Uh, I met Wayne, about well, when I first joined the brokers about eight and a half, nine years ago. And I think, Wayne, at the time, you had only been with uh, KW for maybe a year and a half or so at that time. Uh, you came, what, 2010, 2011? 2011, yeah. Yeah. Too, yeah, you the, were not, not too far apart, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. And, yeah, I came as a baby into real estate, meaning this was my first brokerage. And this, this is your second brokerage. Do I have my facts correct? <laughs> yeah, I was at, uh, I was at Prudential for a, a cup of coffee. So they say, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Very good. And we won't get into all that, but long the story enough to you realize I was in yeah, the, the, the story Wayne realize tells I was in the wrong place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Here's your set of business cards and off you go type thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was literally uh, my training program. She, she, she did pay for the cards though. In, in, in her defense. <laughs> oh, in all fairness. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, one of the things that I've come to appreciate uh, w about Wayne is, you know, we always talk about 
our financial IQ. And I remember when I first met Wayne, he was just eclipsing, you know, getting into some new numbers and talking about hitting 200,000 in commission. And this, you know, this is like eight, 10 years ago uh, when we were both relatively newer to the industry. And I thought, I remember thinking, and this is how quickly your mindset needs to change. I met, I remember thinking, wow, that is such an incredible number. If I could just hit that number and then you hit it right, Wayne. And then you get to a new number and then 400, 500, yeah. 600, 700. And we all have, it's like a new financial IQ, like every year, like all of a sudden 200 is nothing like that. That's mm-hmm. the first quarter. And that, if, if I could give you any, any, any kudos, that's something you've taught me is don't think small. That's thinking small, keep thinking bigger. And, and more importantly, uh, think how is that going to leverage into your life and, and Matt, you know, meet the things that matter most to you. So thank you for allowing me to see it from that perspective. Oh, my pleasure. And, and not, not to sound like 200,000 is an amazing business to your point though, when you get to that point, every time you hit a new threshold, you, you don't any, any step back, you kind of go, Oh, it's not really where mm-hmm. I want to be, right? So once you once you set that thermostat and you get to that level, you never really want to go back there. So which I did last year, I actually took a step back in my business and I, I did not enjoy it. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit, but how it's motivated you for this year. Uh, but as you know, Wayne's been in the business for 10 or so years, roughly approximately. Uh, I can tell you he's one of our one of my favorite trainers forget ours, one of my favorite trainers. And and the three of us have actually had the opportunity to do a lot of training uh, together, uh, being uh, the hosts and the trainers. And uh, one of the cool things is, you know, at KW, we always talk about opportunity. And Wayne has taken this amazing opportunity, has become one of the national uh, Ignite trainers in the last, uh, you know, a couple of weeks. And kudos to you on that. It's highly deserved. And, and uh, that is one of the neat things. Talk to us a little bit, Wayne, you know, who is Wayne Clements? And I know training and coaching and mentoring is a big part of, you know, what makes you go. Uh, tell, talk to us a little bit about that and kind of who Wayne Clements is. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really do kind of dig that training piece, um, mostly because I learn a ton when I train. So it's an opportunity for me to to dive into the material that that's in front of me, you know, is your, your obligation as a trainer is always to bring a great experience um, and be prepared. And so just that piece of it, just sort of forcing you into learning the material and bringing some stuff around it and doing some research around it, you grow. And then anytime you train, you always learn because the people you train ask great questions. Um, and we learn from that. So uh, I dig that. I think that a, a major, a big portion of this, business that I, I really kind of like is a legacy piece. So whenever I come across anybody that's done any training with me and has said, hey, that really helped, that that kind of makes my bunny hop. So that's that's what I like to train because I learn. And if I can leave any legacy piece for anybody else around, the small amount of information that I have in this bad head, you know, if I can pass that along, then yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I love uh, I love how humble Wayne is about it because every time he teaches and when we run ignite and do all those things, the feedback is always that you know Wayne's one of the best presenters. He's one of the best coaches. He takes the time, answers questions, and gives his feedback from his experience and really like motivates the agents. And 
the amount of times he just helps to help, right? And reaches out and connects with new agents and offers support. And he's so just humble about it, right? Like, it's like, if I could leave a little piece of legacy, I will. It's like, you know, leaving a big legacy. I think it's, it was one of my favorite things, Wade, is that you are so humble, right? And and it's, uh, it's nice. It's a, it's a nice quality. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things I love about Wayne, Jen, is when needed, uh, he's he doesn't shy away from the tough conversations. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and as a trainer, as a mentor, that's incredibly important. And and Wayne, thank you for always having the tough conversations because then I get to have the nice conversations <laughs> when we've trained together. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah, we yeah. we sort of played we. We played all, you know, actually what's funny though is when it was you and me, Gary, I was the bad cop and you were, but when Jen and I came together, I Jen's the bad cop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, it's, so I better not train with Jen thank then. Thank you, Jen, for taking on that nasty role. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's all about, great. it's all about accountability, right? And, and that that's what it boils back to. When we kind of peel the onion away, it's about accountability. I'd love to talk to you a little bit about that, Wayne, before we get into, you know, the lead gen and, and because without accountability, you don't get to do the things like lead gen. Like that's, that's a ripple effect of it. Uh, how do you keep accountable to you and your business and your family and, and everything that revolves around that? Um, well, my wife, like, so I'm, I'm not in coaching anymore. I wasn't coaching for, ooh, I, three two and a half years three years that was a big piece of it um now man jen's a bear right so she keeps me your wife that she is. really does keep me accountable uh, yeah. yeah my wife yeah so um which you know uh depending on your relationship you might not want um uh, you know i know she comes from a a place of love and and now i just think most of it is is habit and it's just a it's a personal drive of mine just to make my numbers and do the things that I want to do. I've become pretty accountable to myself. Um, I now have Jack. Uh, Jackson just got his license two weeks ago. So he's, he's on board. And now that adds another layer of layer of accountability for me to sort of, again, that legacy piece. So I think a lot of it, I just learned in coaching. Um, And then I think at some point you just have to, own it yourself. I mean, there's a certain amount of it that we all need accountability to some level and it keeps us on track, but a huge piece of it is just have a goal. And, and if you really want the goal, then you just do it. I, I don't know yeah. other than that. And a, and a wife that kicks your butt when you don't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, that's, that's your built in accountability. You can't go home at night unless that's done. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's, there's not enough room in our house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Let's, let's, let's kind of dive into some of the lead gen and, and uh, the prospecting, if you will. Okay. Prior to, we'll call it the lockdown. What was your go-to lead gen uh, pillar? What, what was, what was Wayne Clements doing to generate new leads? It was door knocking. Yeah. Uh, and and it's funny because the the door knocking piece is how I I built my business because I I it was the cheapest option in my mind was it was cards were a fraction of a cent so to get out and, and knock doors was just made sense to me I've always been kind of a belly to belly person the phones never really resonated with me and all of my coaches um, throughout the years would look at our numbers because you know we're always looking at numbers and figuring out where our business comes from. 
And despite the fact that I would door knock every day, 70% of my business would come from my, from my database. And yet every day I got up, put on my boots. Oh, sorry. I owe you guys. Uh, yeah. Speaking a, of, and uh, now, now there's another lead calling. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to go list yeah, the house. Yeah, no, so. no, I, 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 I'm going to have to pay KWCares now. Um, sorry, I should have put that on. I apologize. Um, but I, I, I would strap on my, my boots and get out and, and knock doors in whatever degree heat and whatever degree cold. And, and uh, that was my go-to initially, yeah, was door knocking. And even um, even though it was 70% database and did you do you think you did it because it was like that ritual of getting up and going to work that built that habit or was it just that you were just mentally like I just this is what I'm yeah. supposed to do I'm gonna go do it yeah yeah I think there was a little bit of that sort of that legion uh, kind of you know soldier mentality where it was like yeah I get up and I I have my thing and then at 9 15 I'm I'm out of I'm out of front door and that was right. the way I felt like my day should be structured and when I when I was done my door knocking I felt like that that lead generation piece was satisfied even though I don't not really I look back on it now it probably wasn't the best um, use of my time. Um, it was still, it was my way of, of, of meeting new people and generating leads. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So you said something, you said something really interesting is a, and I commend you. Uh, and this is no, should be no surprise. If you know, Wayne Clement, you knew exactly how much percentage was generated or how much business was presented by your database. And, and I, you can't have this type of conversation if you're not tracking those numbers. Yeah. So what, what, how'd you learn how to do that? Was that something you just stumbled no. upon? Was that a coach walking you through that or? Yeah, that was a coach. That was a coach walking. Cause one of the first things they do, they sit down with you and they look at your transactions and they make you do all this stuff in terms of, okay, how often do you get out? Who are you talking to? What are your contacts? And then, Tell me from last year uh, of all of your of all of your deals, go back in and figure out where they all came from, because ultimately, whatever works is what you should be focusing on. Yeah. Okay. So, so I have a question before Jen takes over here. Why do Why do you think agents are so quick to focus on the things that aren't generating, you know, the massive amount of leads? Like, where do Where do you think our mind goes to go away from? where that, you know, where that 70 or where the 80% is in a sense. Um, that's a good question, Garrett. I mean, I, I think if, I don't know why, <clears throat> pardon me, why I, I focused more on the cold lead side of it than I did on, on, on staying in, in contact with the people that already know and love me. I, I, it, it's an ongoing battle and I don't know where my mindset was with that. Um, I really don't. I don't know why I got up and did that every morning other than it was pure habit. Uh, and it took a lot of years and it was, it was a, a pandemic that finally, that finally brought it around and, and, and shone light on it because it forced me to do it. And I, I don't know if I just, I, I think my, I think where my challenge was that I always felt like I had to feed the beast and the way I fed the beast was I had to get cold leads. I had to make 20 to 25 new contacts every day and, and generate a nugget 
And that was my best way of generating the nuggets. And so the database side of it was, yeah, there was some ongoing communication going on with that, but I just felt like I had to feed that all the time. And now I'm, I have a little different attitude towards it. Mm -hmm. So you focused in on the feed, feed the database part of the conversation more so than anything else. And you mentioned that um, the pandemic changed that, right? So uh, obviously you couldn't door knock for a majority of the last year, realistically. So what did that do to your business and what did, how did you react to that? And you know, how long did it take you to, to make that shift to keep your business floating? So I was forced to react to it right away um, because I actually, I don't, I, I went out a couple of times during the pandemic in the summertime. I had a couple of, um, of houses that I sold. So I did some circle prospecting around them as just solds and, just, and, and really as a sort of a tester to see what people's reactions would be. And it was fine. Um, but I really haven't, haven't farmed my, my Aurora area in probably December of 2019 was the last time I was actually at their doors. Um, and then it was really, uh, I'm on a, pivot. I, I don't know how many people are on the office on that. James Shaw, who is my old coach, he runs a call every morning um, at eight o'clock in a Facebook group. And so I got into his call, um, into that pivot call daily, and it's still running. And the whole thing was, you've got to get into, you, you got to make care calls. You got to make care calls. So, you know, it was to get, I guess we go back to accountability and great coaching. You know, here was my coach reaching out. He's no longer my coach, but he was, you know, he said, this, this is how we're going to have to do it. And there weren't really, other than the database that I had, I, I really didn't have any other options than, than to get on the phone and start calling those guys. So I had some residual business that carried through the, of active buyers. And I was able to, to write a fair bit of business, a fair bit of volume in the, in the really early, early shutdown. Like when no one was leaving their house, I had some buyers yeah. who, um, we're almost priced out of the market because if you guys remember the early part of, of 2020 was off to a pretty hot start. Yeah. So when the first lockdown hit, it actually threw a big bucket of water on the market and I had lots of buyer clients who we were able to get in and, uh, and get them properties. So that helped. And then from then on in, it was just, it was all care calls to my database. Just, Hey, how are you doing? How are things going? And, and, and that seemed to resonate with people and, and the, and the database kicked into gear. Yeah. I like it. Cause we often, and, and you and I have had these conversations in the past where we're so eager to spend money on people that we haven't met yet or time and resources. And there's already people you've mentioned it that already know, like, and trust us in our database, like pick up the phone and start talking to them and everything from a care call to you name it. It's, it started, it started to turn around for not turn around for you, but give you provide you with with a new stream of business. And uh, so, mm -hmm. what did some of those conversations look like? Like now we've been a, so. Actually, let's skip forward twelve months, because we've all been making those care calls at the beginning. I'd love to know what you're doing today to keep that ball rolling and to keep you know as as you put it, feed the beast. As you're doing it differently now, what does that look like? It's actually hasn't changed very much in the conversations because we're still in the same ridiculous pandemic. <laughs> the conversation never really changed a lot. It, it, you know, the basics of the conversation is, is it's a Ford conversation. It's family, occupation, recreation, and dreams, every call. 
And then, you know, you feel them out and you, you know, you use your best judgment whether or not you roll that into a real estate call and invariably, you know, 75 to 80% of the time, they're going to ask you about the market. How's the market, you know, and um, that's your opportunity to, to, you know, ask them a question. Hey, do you know anybody or whatever? And if it, if you just have to sort of feel it out and, you know, at, or at the end of the conversation, even if they haven't asked about the market, just to throw in a pretty a quick one. Hey, listen, you know, I'm a realtor. Anytime you have a question, don't hesitate to give me a call, whatever it is. But that the, the conversations really haven't changed that much. It's, it's still it's still a Ford call. How's it going? You know, are you guys doing OK? Are you working? You know, it, all that stuff that was applicable a year ago is still applicable now, I think. Mm-hmm. And staying with where we are now if we jump forward to june 2nd or 3rd and this lockdown potentially gets waived what's wayne clements gonna do are you sticking with care calls or are you gonna go back out and knock on doors i don't know i kind of like sitting on my front porch in the summer <laughs> on, on my muskoka chair making calls you know like that's a way easier way to build my business i mean i think i'm gonna I think I'm going to relayer in some circle prospecting and maybe some open house when they start to open stuff back up again. I think those are effective ways to to get in front of people. However, I don't know if I'm going to go back to my my quarterly because uh, I would hit my 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 farm every quarter, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not sure I'll go back to that. That's I, the the database seems to be working just fine, and they seem to be uh, engaged and and sending us stuff. So probably not back to that quarterly hardcore stuff but maybe just um more more targeted stuff around just solds just listeds and and um and open houses when we can do those again yeah there's just just an easier way to make money and that's just it yeah and what i've always admired about you and your business especially over the last couple years take take the lockdown out of it is you gave back to your top clients or your VIPs or what have you, what you'd call them. You gave back to them in really cool ways. And, and your business was built like mine. Like you had some raving fans that really raved, right? <laughs> Meaning not the party rave, although that would be cool, uh, <laughs> but gave, gave back to you in some pretty significant ways. And, and like Wayne, I love, I'd love for you to talk a bit about how you gave back to them, like some of the different parties you would host and you know, the, the, was it a Porsche for a day and golf lessons and movie theaters? Like yeah. talk to us a little bit about that type that. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, because of COVID that, 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 took a lot of what we could do out of the mix right um previous years i did movie releases i did the the star wars movie release the, the last movie <clears throat> and the the avengers movie i rented a theater for all of my again these are my vip clients these are people who have transacted with me so you you give back to those people that you reward those people right mm-hmm. um and uh yeah we've done, done i did golf last lessons last year we did called it beers and buckets so I had a, you know, I uh, took over a tea deck for a, a couple of hours and we had an open bar and I had a, a, um, a golf pro work on the line, giving you tips. You could have a cocktail and then we had dinner after. Uh, I've done beer nights and uh, what else have we done? Oh yeah, we did the, the Porsche for a day. So we gave away a rental Porsche for the day. So yeah, just, and that was a call in to win. That was kind of a, like a reverse sort of, um marketing where people actually had to call in to qualify 
So that was kind of a cool thing to do. And you know, in COVID, you just have to get a little more creative with, with, with what you can give away. And I think this time around, we're going to do something coming up now that summer's here again. I think we may, you know, do a Yeti, a Yeti package or something cool like that. So we'll fi- we'll figure it out. But yeah, you, you got to give back, right? Nice. And it's, you know, we make a good living off these guys. It's, it's, it's not that much investment. The movies were, got fairly significant, but they were fun. Yeah. 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 Well, and let's think about it too. Let's put it into perspective. If you got a marketing budget and doesn't matter the scale of your business, your marketing budget should be the scale to your business. Uh, but if you're spending, you know, a thousand dollars on new flyers or $3,000 on mail outs and drop mail and all that kind of thing, what I'm sure you would agree with like that money is better spent on five, 10, 20, 30 of your clients than it would be to try and just that that shotgun approach. So for instance, I was very fortunate because you yeah. had one or two tickets left over. I got to be at one of those movie releases, <laughs> but my, my, my two girls still remember that they wouldn't, they yeah. wouldn't have remembered a flyer that came in the mail. You know what I mean? Like that's the stuff that, that sets, yeah. sets you apart from the others. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look that's at cool. I like that. And you send me, yeah. you send me all your referrals too, which I, you know, I appreciate that. Gary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, when you look at the That's numbers, ask, don't tell anybody, this is live. <laughs> it's is not live. Wait. You can say whatever you want. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> but when I was going to say, when you look at your numbers and your database is 70% of your business, it, it only makes sense to put your money to the 70% and not the 30%. Right. Yeah. And it's, that's what my coaches were always on to me about. Like my, they were, their thing was given where your, where your business is coming from, you should start your day calling your database and not start your day knocking doors. But for whatever reason, I was just programmed to get out there and hit those doors first and, and, and not, and then I would neglect my database. Right. I would call it, but not, not as often as I should have been. Right. Not purposefully. Yeah. Now, that's cool. I, I had a friend once tell me because, yeah, I think we all got to go through that. Sometimes we're reluctant to call the people that already know us. And I had a yeah. friend tell me, a good friend tell me, Gary, people love getting your phone call. And, and, and he was like, people, like, that's the same for everybody, right? Like, Wayne, people love getting your phone call. Jen, same thing. So why not call them, right? And sometimes we get in our own way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, it's I think funny it depends that, on the right? call, right? Yeah. Depends on the call. I mean, if you're, if you're going to be super salesy about it, then, but if you're not, I mean, if you're coming from a place of contribution and and you really do like your clients. And the the other thing is that last year gave me the opportunity to do was call my database. Cause I mean, I don't have a huge database anyway. It's running out of just under a thousand right now. Um, And I called it big time. Like I got rid of anybody in there. So if I got to a name and I didn't want to call you, I deleted you. So I thought, if I'm not, if I don't want to talk to this person, then either I've either I've never spoken to them or whatever it is, I just deleted them. So I I I was savage with it, and um, I remember doing bold with um, uh, Rob Daniel, and Rob Daniel said, if I uh, he was talking about the database, and he said, if I were to pick up, if I were to start calling your database right now and ask them who their realtor was. Who would they say, right? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a nasty question. <laughs> <laughs> a great I'm not question. sure everybody in my database would name me. <laughs> yeah. 
So I think now I'm closer to if you called my database and asked who their realtor was, I would hope most of them would say, you know, it would be me. Now I'm, I am using command to generate some leads now. So not ever, not all those guys. I haven't won them over yet. Um, yeah. But for the most part, the other, you know, 750 people or whatever is 800 people, I, I think are pretty solid now. Nice. Very I good. love that you're using command to lead generate because I know you're not a tech guy, for lack of a better way to phrase that. Like it's not your your go to thing. So the fact that you you figured it out and you're generating those leads from it is uh, it's awesome. I love that you did it anyway, right? Very good. Well, it, again, it's COVID. You gotta you gotta feed the beast somehow. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, you've got to be bringing in you got to be bringing in some some new leads somehow. And I've got to think about what Jackson's going to work. And so I'm I'm pretty well. Those leads are going to go to Jack for him to, to work on. So right. um, and there, it doesn't cost that much. And it works. It actually it works. Yeah. You know, um, we haven't converted anything. Any of those leads. It takes time, as we all know. But it, it does work. So, I, you know, I, if you're not using command to to run ads, you might want to think about it. Yeah, no, it does work and it's economical. It's cheaper than going straight through Facebook or Google and, and you get some assistance there with the system. So yeah, fantastic. Wayne, thank you for uh, jumping on with us. Appreciate you and, and uh, your time here this afternoon. I wish you all the best. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, I guess they can call me. Uh, <laughs> Imagine that. We just talked about that. <laughs> awesome. Don't knock on my door. I'll chase you away with a broom. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right, my friend. All yeah, the best I, I, to you. Anytime and... people have a question, they can call. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I appreciate everything you guys do as well. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Good stuff. Thanks, Wayne. Talk to you soon. Bye, Wayne. Be safe. Wayne Clements, everybody. Yeah, be safe. Thank you. He's always he's always got great ideas. He's fun yeah. to fun to party with, and yeah. fun to, fun to yeah. be in business with for sure, for sure. So yeah, good stuff. He is. He's he's a go to resource, right? He just uh, he just knows his stuff, and and he's so um, he's so open about sharing and willing to have those conversations, good and hard, with you, right? So it's. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. Yeah. And he's fun. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, he's one of my favorite trainers and to train with, as I said, and we should also mention, I forgot to mention this when he was on with us, but he's also one of our brokers that's on the broker advisory council too. So a uh, tremendous amount of experience and insight and uh, you know, just like any one of our brokers, uh, if they don't know the answer, they'll make sure that you get the right, you know, the right information by asking others. So yeah, good stuff. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. I like Wayne. All right. We got some good topics. Should we get into them? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Preemptive offers. So you had a great question within your coaching um, group. Why don't you kind of lead us off here and we'll tackle this subject. I love the question. Yeah, well, it's kind of two-pronged, right? The, the, this conversation led to a bigger conversation. But the, the first question that came up about it was, why do we write seller reserves the right to accept preemptive offers on our listings? And do we need to? What's the, what's the rule around that? Why do we do it? Okay. That's, I love it because it's not a loaded question at all. 
And it's funny. It's not not complicated. (laughs) No, not complicated. And we don't like to do complicated things here. But, um, you know, it's funny because when we were chatting yesterday, we we often take for granted what we know and what we, we... we fail to realize what people don't know sometimes. And we only know it just not to say we've been around the business for years, but just because we've had that or an experience where it's allowed us to learn from preemptive offers. So um, why don't I give the example of what that is, first of all. So uh, preemptive offer uh, or a preemptive scenario is simply this is when a listing is listed with a an offer date are or meaning and offers are to be received by and reviewed by x date uh what what the industry has come up with is sometimes at a, a bully offer or a preemptive offer is the nice way to say it comes in early so what does that mean well it means that all of a sudden your offer date now needs to be adjusted right because an offer has come in and if you're going to review it and you need to review it because an offer has been submitted. So you need to put that in front of your seller. And we'll get to that part uh, in the next segment of when mm-hmm. that does happen. Uh, we need to let the world know that we are open to preemptive offers, meaning we will look at them if they do come in early. It's just really a nice way of saying it. Is, is that a fair way to explain it? I kind of mumbled through that, I admit, but that, that's probably the fair way to say it. <laughs> No, I think that makes sense. And, you know, the the question that we had was, do we have to write it? And, you know, arguably, no, you don't have to write it. Um, However, if you want people to be aware of the fact that you are open to preemptive offers or bully offers uh, and that you're willing to review them and your seller is willing to review them and hasn't given you direction otherwise, then that's kind of the easiest way to let every agent know that you're open to that open to that option. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because it kind of has just become habit. Everyone, it just, it's just on every listing, right. All the time. Um, and you know, it, it's, we, we don't really think about it as much anymore, but when, when your coach, especially with new agents, like, well, why do we do that? It's like, Oh, why do we do that? Gary? <laughs> you know? Um, but I think that's, that is the main reason. And, you know, on a sidebar, I much prefer the name bully offers to preemptive. It's just so much more fun, right? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why preemptive is like, it's so proper. <laughs> so proper. Yeah, I know. A bully is a bully, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, maybe, maybe we should write in the broker's comments that the seller re- reserves the right to review incredibly amazing offer. <laughs> right you know what it would save us some hassle (laughs) right (laughs) preemptors that are like below list price and stuff like what is it why are you sending me this right yeah 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 Yeah. and and it yeah it's it's sometimes seems having this written into the broker's comments uh saves maybe a phone call or two uh it certainly acknowledges the fact that hey we've got a seller that has put up their home for sale for a reason and and they're willing to look at you know offers that are yeah. coming in right and yeah. uh and sometimes we've talked about this in the past too sometimes uh the best offer is the one that is prior to offer date as well and yeah and, and that not that and we we're, we always talk about it. not necessarily does it mean price it can mean all the other terms and conditions as well right date yeah everything else um you, you know what that offer looks like and how it's constructed too so so yeah Absolutely. And I think that the other thing to touch on is well in regard to why we would write that into our offer or, or onto our listing, 
is because, you know, I've, I've been in situations with guy, with coaching guys where, you know, they've called me upset because they said, well, this listing had an offer date for Monday and I had scheduled with my guys to go see it on Saturday and it sold. And we didn't even get a chance to see it and we're upset about it. It's like, okay, well, did you book your showing? Well, no, I was going to book it tomorrow. So you weren't on the showing list, right? So we know that usually when there's, a, there's a, an, an offer that comes in early, agents will email everybody that has either shown it or has an appointment to show it, and let them know this is what's going on. But if you're not on that agent's radar, they've no obligation to notify you of anything or no real way to even know that you're considering it. So when it says open to preemptives, it can kind of give that moment to, to agents to go, Hey, like, let's not drag our feet on it. Let's get in and see it because another offer might come in potentially. And we've got to be prepared for that. Right. So it gives you the heads up that that could potentially happen as well, which I think is actually a, a positive thing, right? It, it helps us from missing out. Um, and same with when there's no preemptives and we see seller will not look at preemptives. I've seen that written on listings more and more now, actually, but I've seen that and that's kind of gives you the window to go, okay, yeah, we got till Monday, right? We we know that we can we can wait it out. Now, that being said, I've seen listings that say sellers not looking at preemptives who then do did go ahead and look at preemptives, right? Because a really, really amazing, awesome offer came <laughs> in and then the seller went, well, wait a second. I know I said I don't want to look, but that's too good to pass up, yeah. right? And then yeah. that, that poor agent triggers a whole spiral so it's always best to kind of know where you stand and at the very least get on the showing list so that you get updated when there are changes right well and that's what i wanted to pull it back to i'm glad you ended up there is you know don't drag your feet if you if an offer sorry if a listing comes out today today being tuesday you know you want to go take your client on saturday don't wait till saturday morning or friday to book it yeah. Just as Jen said, you're not going to get any updates on the property, nothing. Book it right away. There's no harm in that. There is zero harm in booking that showing right away. And uh, then you've, you, you have raised your hand that if things should change, you will get notified. And especially if, uh, if the brokerages are, are the brokers is using an app like Broker Bay, you can, you can go see and get some of that information as uh, quite quite easily. And and one thing perhaps we should mention too, Jen, if you are the listing agent and you've set your offer date for five or six days out and the offer comes in today and you want to present that to your seller, uh, you, you are obligated to go inform all those agents that you're reviewing that offer and as important, update the listing to reflect yeah. that. Right. And we often hear that that didn't happen and this didn't happen. Go do that. Then, you know, you're saving, you know, see, you're covering your own, you know what, right? <laughs> yeah. Cover all your bases. There you right? go. Update the listing. Call all of the agents or broker bay message, all of the agents or email them, everybody on that showing list. That way, you know, you're safe, you're covered. And, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I know a lot of agents are in the same boat with me on this is when a preemptive does come in and you get a notice we're reviewing offers and you know, it's one o'clock and offers are at three and you're going, okay, well, you know, that they're trying to be realistic about your timelines. Obviously they have an amazing offer that they just want to accept and that's why they're doing it. And then that argument gets created around, was that really enough time for other agents to get an offer and get it, get it in on that property? Um, because that's part of the conversation around preemptives. You have to give a reasonable amount of time, right? Yeah. In order to, to, so what is that reasonable window? And that's a battle, an ongoing battle 
with uh, how agents handle preemptive. So if you are one of those agents that is in a preemptive scenario, think about that, right? Like if you were to go in front of Rico and Rico was to say to you, did you give reasonable time? Could you say yes? Honestly say yes, yeah. right? Because yeah. if you can't, you're probably standing in a gray area. Right, right. Okay, moving on because Caesar knows the future here. He's just posted a comment and he knows exactly where we're going. <laughs> he said, Seller's direction or otherwise known as form 244. Well done, Caesar. You are playing, <laughs> yes. you are playing the game with us today. <laughs> Caesar is on it. I love it. Yeah, seller's, seller's direction is an interesting, uh, interesting document, right? Um, and, and basically for those of you guys that don't know it, it's a document that the seller signs, uh, and that states how they want offers to be handled. So if there is a date that they don't want to review offers by, what is that date? Um, and are they willing to, do they want to hear that offers are available or do they want no conveyance of offers prior to that date and time? Right. Um, and, and so Gary, in regard to the seller's direction form, um, what does it mean? So if your seller signs a seller's direction form saying we don't want to look at offers until Monday um, and, and that's been signed by them, do we notify them if an offer comes in? Like what, is, what does that mean for us as the listing agent? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And, and quite frankly, one that we talked with our broker record on and, and, and actually we actually even asked Wayne the question too, um, because it, it is somewhat confusing if you've not had this information uh, presented to you. So, uh, here's, I'm going to pat Jen on the back and give her the high five. What, what she thought uh, yesterday was absolutely correct. And, and that is simply this, uh, when you do have a seller's, uh, sorry, seller's direction or the form two, four, four, one of the items there is no conveyance of offers. Well, in simplistic terms, uh, they do not want to see any offers until X date, right? And mm -hmm. if an offer does come in, uh, they've already told us that they don't want to be notified. Now, is it in everyone's best interest to just kind of give them the heads up? Hey, we got something. Perhaps that's a different conversation. But from the, the legality of it and, and the actual policy and procedure of it, uh, they've already given you the direction that they don't want to be updated or see that offer. Yeah. And that went, so why do people use it, Jen? Well, that's, that's, you know, it could be a number of different things. Um, it's, I think the biggest one is to, um, uh, dissuade, uh, the bully offers or the preemptive offers. Uh, it could be mm -hmm. a number of different things, but that might be one of the biggest reasons we've seen in the past too, where the client uh, definitely, you know, times have changed now with electronic offers, but clients were, they went away for the weekend and they physically yeah. weren't here or in different times, they've actually been, you know, out of the country while the house was listed and they're yeah. coming back on a certain day. It could be a number of different reasons, but uh, but that's how and why it should be used when when we want to use a seller's direction or the or as a Caesar eloquently put, form 244 is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I think it keeps us more protected too as agents because I know that often um, as a listing agent, you'll say, well, we're not reviewing offers until Monday or our offer date is Monday and we're not reviewing preemptives. And agents will say, do you have a seller's direction signed, right? Can, can yeah. I see it? Um, because they know, they know that that form exists. And, and if you don't have it signed, then we are obligated to notify our agent, our clients of any offer, 
right? So if that's truly what your client wants, then it does make sense to make sure that you have that document signed and you can provide it to an agent who's really pushing you on submitting a preemptive when your seller has requested non-conveyance, right? Now you can you you can also fill that form out a little differently. So it says that the offers won't be reviewed until a certain date, but that you can notify them of offers as they come in, right? So you could tweak that a little bit if that's what they wanted to do, if they were open to a preemptive. So even though it's the same document, you can structure it slightly different. So you still have something in writing to show what your seller's requests are, which yeah. is why it's a form that we should pretty much always be filling out if we've got an offer date. Yeah. And and I like that. Yeah. I like the perspective from the buyer's agent uh, mm -hmm. because we, you know, it's always good to look at things from both sides. Uh, if you're looking at a listing at, and I love the question that Jen posted to the listing agent. Do you have a seller's direction? And if they say no, slide that offer in there because yeah. uh, they, the seller basically is, will look at all the offers and they're obligated. The agent's obligated to present that offer. And, and yeah. I can't remember the life from uh, the form, Jen, but there is another form out there because that's what Aria is great at is creating forms. Um, yeah. Can't remember the name of it or the number of it, uh, but there is a form to, to verify that your offer was presented to the seller. So yeah. if you want to, if you yeah. want to get that verification and the seller signs off on it, uh, use that, use that one. I'll put it in the comments later. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, I know the form you're talking about, and I, I couldn't tell you the number of it either, but I never learned the numbers as a student. I always learned that we were taught the names, right? And the newer agents are all trained on the numbers. So even in coaching, like, I, do I fill out form, you know, 400? And like, is that the like lease agreement? <laughs> what do you fill out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true, eh? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. But it's like it's like you said last week, right? If there's no seller direction signed, it's open season. Get your offer in there. They're they're obligated to at least notify their seller that they, they have that offer in hand and present it at the earliest, their earliest convenience, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, as a listing agent, the seller's direction is is important. And you could go so far as to attach it to the MLS listing um if you want to, right? If you don't want to deal with agents pushing like we get a lot of calls are you accepting preemptives are you accepting preemptives if you want to avoid that you could attach it to the listing um that shows like hey there's nothing till monday right? yeah and and i would i actually would recommend that uh, not only mm -hmm. in the broker comments but actually you know verify that proof in in the attachments for sure yeah very yeah. good okay let's move on all right Okay, so this is kind of a silly question, but I think it's important. And uh, when we came up with it yesterday, we kind of giggled at it, but is an online presence uh, still important for us as business owners in the real estate world, Jen? <laughs> I mean, more so than ever. I think it's important, you know, and, and when we talked about this yesterday, we, we talked about it and Gary, you said, you know, I just did that, right? You've sent a referral and you got a name of an agent and you the first thing you did was google that agent to see check their website check their facebook check whatever other social media they had because we you know i don't have a better way to say it we look at that stuff and we gauge who whether we think that person's going to be a good fit whether they have a similar vibe a similar energy you know what does that look like and and we kind of judge people based on that so your online presence is kind of like your business card nowadays that's that's how people are finding you 
Um, and so, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's hugely important to have an online presence to at least exist online right now. You know, you can rely on your database and you can rely on who you know, absolutely. But are you losing business because you're not also present online? Possibly. Because if someone says, hey, Michelle is amazing, go use Michelle. And then they look at Michelle and Michelle doesn't exist. It's like, oh, she's not in business anymore. Right. Yeah. Same way as if we Google a restaurant or a drive in or anything else. If they're not online, we're like, oh, they must not be open. That's too bad. I mean, we move on. Right. Well, it's funny. We said that, whoops, we said that yesterday. We kind of joked at it. We'll do more research before we spend $100 on a meal. Mm -hmm. Before before we, you know, refer a million dollar listing out somewhere, right? <laughs> like, yeah. let's think yeah. about this. And, and yeah, I, menu, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked what you said. Our, our, you know, the online presence has become our business card. Okay. Outside of, outside of the lockdowns, I know it's been a year now. Um, I, I believe, I remember when I took my role, I think, I think we ordered like a thousand business cards and I probably still have well over 500, maybe 600 left. Now you can yeah. say one of two things. I'm not talking to enough people or that's not how I interact with people. Right. And, and yeah. the first thing I do, and I, and if we go to a family reunion, like KW family reunion or a big event like that, I'm like, here, give me your phone. And I'll, I'll, I'll actually uh, friend them or send them a Facebook messenger right there. So they have my, that's how they have my contact. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that. Like, yeah. That's how, that's how we're exchanging contact information now is through like a WhatsApp group or, or Facebook messenger. And that's how I'm able to, you know, connect with people. I'm not handing out business cards. No. And even when you are like, I get handed business cards and they go in a pile for a while and then I, I don't remember why I have it and I throw it out, right? Or I recycle it. Like they, uh, we just don't use them the same way. And what quite a few people are starting to do now is the digital business cards, right? Where when someone wants to ask for your card or ask for your information, you have, whether it's an image or, you know, on your phone and you just forward it to their phone number and then you save their phone number in your phone. Or what some of the, the coaching guys are going that doing, that's actually really cool. I got to give a shout out to Alexa, um, for this one, because she she brought us into it. But you can get um, like thank you things from Tim Hortons and Starbucks on your phone. So when you do get a referral or you have that great conversation with somebody when you're lead generating, instead of mailing them a card, if you want to shift that a little bit, you can send them like a five dollar gift card electronically from Tim Hortons. And it said is branded. So it says like from Alexa Miller, Miller, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Have a coffee right on me. And that I was like, that's so cool, right? Like they're they just they they're they know they know stuff, Gary, those young guys. <laughs> I <laughs> like stuff. that one. I like yeah. it. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and uh, you know, we should have we should have her come on and explain it a little better because she'll do it better than I did. But it's just the new way of doing things, right? And it's one of those things that it is more efficient and it can be more effective. Um, doesn't mean the old way is wrong. It's just, you know, sometimes you're going to get a little left behind. And I think business cards are definitely one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And ha having that, you know, the online presence. Yeah, of course it was kind of tongue in cheek, but it's also the importance of, you know, being able to connect with like-minded people and, and doing that little, you know, pre research to the research type thing. And if yeah. you are going to be, you know, like, like Jen said, right off the top, um, somebody was looking for a realtor in an area that was weird. Cause I, um, I didn't know of anyone in that area, which is not particular. Usually I know somebody anywhere 
And yeah. so I had to reach out and that was the first thing I did. I just Googled their name once I got the name of the person that I wanted and yeah. boom, you know, that that's it. It's, it's the start of it. People, people will Google you before they do business with you. hundred percent. We, we said it earlier, right? We Google restaurants and look at their menu before we choose to spend a hundred dollars and eat there. You think people aren't Googling you to spend a million dollars or 800,000 or 700,000. They absolutely are, right? And one of the best things you can do, it's actually two really good things you can do. One, Google yourself and see what comes up. And would you hire yourself if you Googled you? And then second, get somebody else who you know and you trust to do the same thing and get their honest feedback. Would they hire you? Right? I like that. That's just great. Figure out, figure out what are you missing? What's, what's missing from the story you're telling, right? And, and fill in those gaps. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I can hear Mary Fresnel in the background saying, yes, yes, that's yeah. it. And, yeah. and one of the other cool things too that I set up a number of years ago, this is actually kind of funny, is you can do Google alerts. So you can do a Google mm -hmm. alert for any time a topic or a name is mentioned on the internet and you'll get a little email. And I, I did that for my name a number of years ago. So um, the one thing that I learned is I'm a professional soccer player in England or in Scotland sorry so that's pretty cool and then there's and then living your best life yeah exactly I feel like I'm missing out and the, here's the funny part is any when I talk to like my UK family you would appreciate this Jen any Gary in the UK is named Gaza so mm -hmm. there's an Instagram handle out there called skinny Gaz, and that kills me every time I see it <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we digress. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to so, set up those alerts for myself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. See Very good. Up. That's Very funny. Good. So yes, please do have an online presence. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, a 10 out of 10, but it does have to represent who you are. I think that's a fair way to say it. And if you need help with that, reach out. I definitely reach out to Mary Fennell within, within our broker. She can certainly help you yeah. with that and provide you with an online presence identity to that represents you. And, and reach out to others. If you're looking to grow your social media, like reach out to a, um, a Stevie Susie, for instance, if that's something up your in your wheelhouse or something you want to be better at reach out to the people that are doing it at a high level yeah absolutely and you know you don't have to create something that requires a ton of work to maintain it just has to be there when people search for you right yeah yep. for sure for sure very good well that's another great show of kwrc tv a huge thanks to wayne clements and, uh, and, and to give everyone the update, we had an amazing, uh, red day, uh, last Thursday, uh, worldwide, uh, every, every associate in Keller Williams gave back to their local communities. And we raised uh, a lot of money for our local food banks in the, in the area where our brokerages are. And, uh, so a huge, huge thanks to everyone that donated, uh, donations are still open. You can donate at KWRC red day. .ca, and uh, I'm sure that um, the, the food banks, I'm, I know, you know, there's always a time of need and uh, we've been given much so we can pass that on. This is a great opportunity to pass that on. Very good. Yeah. How Anything long, to close yeah, out how with, Jen? Yeah. I was going to ask how long we can donate for. How long is it open until? Yeah, we can donate to the end of the month uh, for yeah. that initiative. 
So another another two weeks, we'll do another push of that for our team meeting next week. Uh, if you're with us at KWRC uh, tomorrow, we have a great great training session with uh, a paralegal, Bitta Delisa, and she rep- or she specializes in working with landlords and tenants. So on the landlord's side, uh, how do we provide a vacant property uh, when it comes to selling it in the day of closing? So she's going to talk to us about that tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow or reach out to Jen and I for that link. Uh, that's that's tomorrow, which is Wednesday at um, at one o'clock. Very good. That's awesome. That's a great topic. And then we have Vincent and Drew's real estate hacks tomorrow afternoon as well. Right. So always good to stay stay around and catch their insights and feedback because they've got some some great nuggets. Yeah, absolutely. Another great show, Jen. So for Jen Silvernagle and, of course, Wayne Clements, uh, I'm Gary McGowan. We'll see everybody next week on KWRC-TV. Bye for now. Bye, guys.